Tonight we are starting the book of Korbanot, which deals with offerings. In particular, these are personal offerings by, by the Ahid. We dealt with most of the offerings of the Sibur that are part of the service of Petamikdash, the routine service, in the last book. In this book, we are dealing with the individual serv- offerings, and uh, that's why we start with Ilchol Korban Pesach, because Pesach, the offering that's brought once a year by each household, in Yerushalayim is absolutely mandatory and unlike other korbanot it's something that is very frequent it's very periodic and every single year every Yehudi really is obligated to do this obviously through through a communal Pesach for him or her and their household but it's uh, it's much more mandatory than the other korbanot this book encompasses 16 misvot, four of which are affirmative, 12 which are negative, and this is their count. So this 16 misvot which I just enumerated without translating are the ones that are the subject of this upcoming book. Perek Rishon Halacha Aleph. Misvat ase lishchot ha-pesach be-arba'asa le-chodesh nisan achar hasot ve-en shochatin ella min ha-kevasim o min ha-izim bilvad zachar ben shana ve-had ha-ish ve-had ha-isha ha-yavin be-misva zo. There is an affirmative precept to bring, to slaughter the korban, the Pesach, that's the name of the offering, the Pesach, when is this? It's in the 14th of the month of Nisan, and it must be done while it is still the 14th. So this leaves us only the, the, until the end of the day, but in the window that starts at midday. So it's after midday and before sunset on the 14th. And what do we bring? It needs to be from one of two species. It could be goat or, or sheep, and it must be one year old. And, uh, uh, by the way, one year means within the first year, and uh, or, or more accurately, between 30 days and one year. And it's this precept applies to both males and females. Women also are obligated to bring Korban Pesach. And unlike any other mitzvah with one exception which I'll mention that is an affirmative mitzvah so when you fail to do something that's usually less severe than if you affirmatively do something that is forbidden to do and therefore the the consequences for such violations are are in that vein as well the consequence for violating a prohibition is usually much worse than the consequence for passively uh, refraining from doing or failing to do something which ought to be done. Um, but there is two exceptions, there is two misvot that are so important 
that failing to affirmatively commit them to them gets the, the worst kind, is classified as the worst kind of offense in the Torah, which is Hiyuv Karet. One is Korban Pesach and the other one is Brit Milah. Um, this is all only if the person didn't have one of the two excuses the Torah mentions, which is being very far away from Yerushalayim or um, being impure. However, unlike other prohibitions or other, sorry, other violations that carry karet with them, and therefore if a person commits them unwittingly without, without knowledge of, of the fact of what was being done or without knowledge of the law, then that person would be hayav korban hatat, would be would be liable for a an offering called hatat. In this case, korban pesach, if somebody forgets or doesn't doesn't know it's pesach or doesn't know that the person must bring korban pesach or doesn't know that not bringing korban pesach is hayuv karet, in all of those instances that's shegara, and the consequence is nothing. Halacha gimal, en shochatin et pesach ella ba'azara kishar ha'kadashim. When the Bet HaMikdash was built, the consequence of that, the consequence of Am Israel, the Jewish people deciding that there's going to be a central place of worship and it's an exclusive place of worship, is that worship everywhere else, uh, the, the ritual worship, the korbanot, became forbidden. Until that point, until the Bet HaMikdash was built in Yerushalayim, uh, it, was permissible, it was permissible to bring korbanot in other places. That was called bamot. Bamot, bama is an altar that's built outside the confines of Bet HaMikdash. However, with respect to Pesach, Ever since the Torah, there was always this special requirement that it be brought, that it be brought when the Bet Hamikdash exists within the Azara, and before the Bet Hamikdash existed, in a public altar. It could not be brought in a private altar, uh, and this is learned from the pasuk: You may not bring or slaughter the Pesach in one of your towns, meaning in any of your towns that doesn't have this communal altar. And the sim- symbolism is significant, and one of the sim- I think that the strongest symbolism of Pesach, what we actually are celebrating, is the household, is the family, and the korban Pesach, the act of bringing the Pesach, is bringing my family, bringing an aspect of my household to the community, to the public. So it's this merging of the individual, but at the household level, with the nation at the political level, but the direction of the arrow is household brings to the nation. And that's, that, that might be also one of the, of the, uh, of the shades of this halacha as well. Halacha dalet. Shechaitata Pesach achar chatzot, ve'im shechato kodem chatzot, pasul. Ve'en shochatin oto ela me'achar tamid sheleven ha'arbaim. The time for Pesach is after uh, noon. Uh, in, if done before, it's invalid. And in addition to that, not that it makes it invalid, 
but the right order in which they would do these things in Bet HaMikdash is they'd first deal with the Tamid, that routine korban that's brought every single day in the afternoon, so it would be brought first thing in the afternoon, that korban Tamid, then the Ketoret, which is also brought twice a day, to look at the afternoon, and then, and then they start doing the Pesachim all through the rest of the day. Sorry, one more thing, and they would also prepare, the, they'd recycle the lamps of the menorah. And if it so happened that the Pesach preceded the Tamid, that's fine, it doesn't devalidate it. And if the blood hasn't been spilled yet on the Mizbeah, then a Kohen or somebody, it doesn't even say a Kohen, should, um, should handle the blood, should mix it so it doesn't coagulate while the blood of the Tamid is spilled, and then subsequent to that, the blood of the Kurban Pesach should be spilled, but if that order was reversed as well, this doesn't invalidate either. There is a prohibition, it's one of the prohibitions that was enumerated at the beginning of the chapter, of not having in your possession, in your ownership, any hametz of a meaningful quantity, which is kazait, the size of an olive, um, while the korban Pesach is being brought, meaning this is before, mind you, this is before Pesach begins, before Hagamatzot begins at night, which is the beginning of the 15th day of Nisan, while the Korban Pesach is being brought, it's already forbidden to have any hametz. And any of the participants in this mitzvah, whether it's the person doing the shechita, which wasn't the Kohen necessarily, or the person throwing the blood, or the one bringing the, the entrails of the animal to, to be burned, or, <clears throat> or even one of the participants in the meal itself eating the Pesach, if any of them has kazait hametz while this was being done, then that person is uh, is hayav malkut. He violated a felony. Halachavav. Dama pesach taun shafichah keneged hayesod ve'achar shafichin damo mafchitin oto ve'korayin et bitno u'mosiin et emurav u'maktirin oto. The, the blood of the Pesach should be spilled on the side of the Mizbeah that, that leads to the Yesod. The Yesod was uh, an empty corner of the Mizbeah that would, uh, would receive into which certain things would be spilled. And after that's done, then the Kohanim would um, take the leather of the, the Korban. Um, the Kohanim keep that leather. It's one of the Matenot Kehuna. Then they would open the animal up. They would empty the Emurim, which need to be burned. Um, each, each of them would, would be burned separately. They wouldn't just make a big pile of Emurim. And then the owner of this animal would take it now that it's clean from the leather and from the insides, it's like ready to be to be broiled. 
and would take it to his house, to his home, or wherever he's staying in Yerushalayim, and that's where he'd broil it and eat it that night. Halachazayim. Hameniyah emurin velo yektiran al chillanu venifselu belina harazio over velo taaseh shenemar velo yalin chaliv hagi al boker veaf al pishi avar eno loke lefisha en bo If any, if somebody failed to um, burn the entrails of, of the of the animal of the Pesach and they passed the night that way, then they become pasul belina. They they are no longer fit uh, after they pass the night. And the person violated the lotase, and we have an extra pasuk about that. But it's <clears throat> it's a kind of violation that doesn't carry with it malkut because it's failing to do something which we, uh, which which never carries malkut. En lokin We we don't give malkut on a violation that is done passively, that is done by refraining, failing to do an action as opposed to affirmatively doing an action. Action both in, in American and common criminal law and in, in halakha, is one of the elements of, of almost any crime. Halakha het, maktirin halve pesachim kol halayla ad sheyale amud ashachar. Bamedevarim amurim, beshe halal ba'asar liyot bashabbat, shari halve shabbat kerevim beyom tov. Avalim halal ba'asar liyot b'chol, en maktirin halve chol beyom tov. The the halve pesachim, the the fats of pesachim, which are the the emurim, can be brought, can be brought um, the entirety of the night. The entire night is fit to do that, and that's the first mishnah of the first halacha of the mishnah, berachot perek aleph halacha aleph, until dawn. But this is only done when the fourteenth of Nisan happens to be Shabbat, because then. Uh, we do everything after Shabbat, uh, Mosai Shabbat, and then we need a little more time. But if this, uh, if the fourteenth is is not Shabbat, then we should not leave something that could have been done before Yom Tov to be done the following night, which is Yom Tov. Halacha Tet Hapesach Nishat Beshalosh Kitot Shneemar Veshachatu Oto Kol Kehal Adat Israel Kehal Veidav Israel. The Pesach used to be slaughtered in three groups three tiers of people, and we learned that from the Pasuk that uses these three words, Kehal Alat Israel, the people of the congregation of Israel, so we have people, congregation, Israel, that's three. And we require to have at least 30 members in each one of these three groups. Halachayod. What happens if there is only 50 people trying to do Korban Pesach and we need to have three groups and each of them needs to be of at least 30 members? So we are going to share some of the members. The first is going to use 30 people. The second is going to take 10 from the first one, um, which would leave leave it with 30. And the third one... um, Sorry. So for the, for the second one, for the second one, we we don't use all twenty that are left, but rather we only use uh, ten, and we recycle ten that were already there in the first one, and then for the third one, we also take the remaining ten, and they recycle themselves with ten of the original thirty, which now included also ten of the second one.
הלכה י"א, היו פחות מחמישים, אין שוחטים את הפסח לכתחילה. ואם שחטו כשר, ואם שחטו כולם בבת אחת כשר. If there were, if there is fewer than 50 people trying to do קורבן פסח, then we should not even do this, the קורבן פסח, it's not something that we do. And, but if it's done, this doesn't evaluate it, it's just one of the requirements, but it's not a prerequisite for uh, fulfilling the מצווה. And so too, if, if uh, they don't have three groups, but they all do it at once in one group, this does not invalidate the Korban. But pay attention, the instruction is, if we don't have 50 people, we just don't do Korban Pesach. That's just the way it is. Ah, you will ask, but how could it be? Then each person who is not doing it is, is uh, committing this very grave sin, which we spoke about at the beginning. And the answer is, just like the answer we have today, that uh, I don't think that something counts as a sin, as a avera, or as a something that is hiyuv karet, when, when the conditions are just not there to, to, be, to be done. So today we don't have the conditions to Korban Pesach, and, uh, and that's why I don't think that we are, each of us, hiyuv karet nowadays for not doing it. Kesad nishhat. נכנסה הכת הראשונה עד שתתמלא עזרה, ונועלים דלתות העזרה, ומתחילים לשחוט את פסחיהם. וכל זמן שהם שוחטים ומקריבים, קוראים הלווים את ההלל. אם גמרו את ההלל ועדיין לא שלמה הכת מלהקריב, שונים. ואם שנו ולא שלמו, ולא שלמו להקריב, משלשים, ומעולם לא שילשו. So, the way that they would do it in בית המקדש is, they'd allow people in until... until they fill in the entire Azara, which was pretty large, then they'd lock the Azara, they wouldn't let anybody in after that. They'd start doing the Korban Pesach. While this is being done, the Leviim would, uh, would, start, would start singing the entire Hallel. If they finish the Hallel before everyone is done in that first group, they do the Hallel once more. And if they finish a second time, they do it a third time, And the Mishnah tells us that it never happened that they had to sing the Hallel three times because the Kohanim were always very, very uh, fast and well-trained. And with the amount of people that fit in the Azara, they always were able to finish it before the Levim had to sing the Hallel three times. Halakha Yud Bet Al kol kiri'a u kiri'a toka'in shalosh tekiot b'chasasirot Tekiya'a u tru'a u tekiya'a Ho'il ve'en lo nesachim litkua b'sh'at nesuch Uh, every time that they would read the Hallel, they would also blow the Shofar three times, the way that we do it in Rosh Hashanah, Tekiah, Teruah, and then Tekiah. And, and uh, usually the Tekiah would be done while the Nisuch is happening, that other portion of the Korban. Um, but with Pesach, there is no Nisuch, there is no Nesachim, and that's why they do it with the Shechita itself. which is when they are doing the halal. They had some kind of a vessel called Mizrakim. Mizrakim was a vessel to contain uh, the blood of the, of the Korban, and it was, the bottom wasn't flat, so that it could not be placed 
to, to rested on, on any surface which would uh, you know inadvertently somebody might might place it somewhere without moving the the blood which would make the blood coagulate and then uh, make it uh, impossible to do the zedika afterwards but uh, the description here is just of how beautiful it used to look it was two rows of kohanim one had mizrakim that were silver made of silver the other one had mizrakim that were made of gold and they would be very careful not to get mixed up so that they have a row that was fully silver and a row that was fully gold which made it made for a very pretty sight there was one Kohen that used to do a Shechita and would uh, have the blood fall inside, uh, be contained by that Mizrak. And then he would take this Mizrak and pass it on sort of like a, a, um, a, uh, a production line to the person next to him. And the person next to him would exchange Mizrakim with the person next to him and so on and so forth until they arrived to the person that is going to take this blood and spill it on the Mizbeach. He was just next to the Mizbeach. And with the other hand, he would, and then he would give back the empty vessel so it goes back round to, to the first guy. Vetolin ומפשיטין את כולו וקוראו ומחה את קרביו עד שמסיר מהן הסועה והפרש ומוסיר את האמורים ונותנם בכלי ומולחן ומקטירן הכהן על גבי המזבח. Then they would hang the korban and, and, uh, and bury it from, from its, and, and skin it, skin it from its leather. וקוראו, then they would open it up and they would take the entrails and empty them from all the waste that's, that's in them. And afterwards, they would take all of those entrails, the emurin, put them inside the vessel, the kli, uh, put salt in them, like it says in the Torah, and then this will be part of the korban, which is the burning of the entrails on the mizbeah. How would they do this hanging and skinning of the korban? There were some columns throughout the azara which had some... Uh, hinges of, of metal from them and that's where they would hang the animals from and do the skinning and sometimes it will get very crowded there wouldn't be enough for all the korbanot that needed to be skinned so if somebody did not find an available hinge for this so they had uh, available very thin rods that could be used for this purpose and so two kohanim would stand they would put the rod on the shoulders on the shoulder of one and the shoulder of the other they would stand one across from the other and that that created some kind of a of a support if you can think about this it's like a um it, it creates some sort of like a horizontal rod right it's being supported by the shoulder of each kohen and then you tie the animal by its legs on that rod or from that rod. And that's how, we, with their hands free, because it's being supported by their shoulders, they can do the skinning and the opening and all of that. Halachat <laughs> 
כמעשה ראשונה כך מעשה שנייה ושלישית, שלמה כת שלישית ויסת, ולא חסין את העזרה. When they finished to do all of these קורבנות for the first group of people, they would open the doors of the azara, the first group of people would leave, and after they leave, the second group would come in, they would do the same thing all over again, and so too with the second group and the third group, and after the third group finishes, the kohanim would wash the floor of the azara, which by that time was probably very dirty with, with blood of korbanot. Halachat etzayin. Hal arba'a asa liyot bashabbat. כמעשהו בחול כך מעשהו בשבת, ולא חסין את העזרה בשבת, שאין איסור שבות במקדש, אפילו בדבר שאין אסור לך עבודה. איסור שבות במקדש, היתר הוא, when the 14th of Nisan was on Shabbat, פסח was on Sunday, מוסאי שבת, then there would be nothing different between Shabbat and Hall, they would do the same exact thing, including through the washing of the floor of the Azara, which would be done on Shabbat, although it's not something, the washing of floors, It's not something that's permissible to do on Shabbat. It's only forbidden in the Rabbanan as Shavut. And the rule is there is no Shavut in the Beit HaMikdash, not only for things that are necessary for the service, but even things that are not necessary, like cleaning the floors, which is not in itself a service. There is just no Shavut in Beit HaMikdash, even for things that are just um, not incidental. They have nothing to do with the service. הלכה י"ז, אין כל אחד ואחד מוליך את פסחו לביתו בשבת, אלא כת הראשונה יוסעים בפסחיהן ויושבים בהר הבית, והשנייה יוסעים בפסחיהן ויושבים בחל, והשלישית עומדים במקומם בעזרה, ושוהין הכל עד מוסאי שבת, והולך כל אחד בפסחו לביתו. Something interesting that did happen on Shabbat is people weren't allowed to go back home with their קורבנות, because obviously they are not allowed to carry on Shabbat. This was a thing before, before somebody invented the string theory uh, in, throughout Jewish history people never carried on Shabbat not even for something as important as Korban Pesach and so what they would do is they would, the first group would go not even outside Beit HaMikdash but all the way uh, within Harabait um, they, they, would, they would go outside the hell but within the walls of Harabait that's where they would stay waiting for Shabbat to end and then they would proceed to go home and do the Pesach uh, later at night, Mosai Shabbat, which is the first night of Yom Tov of Pesach. The second one would wait by the hell, which is a little wall that was around the middle, the, mid, the midpoint between Bet HaMikdash and, and, the, and, the, and the, the boundaries of, of Harabait. And the third one would just stay put within the Bet HaMikdash. I guess they would... Uh, while they were there, the Kohanim would start cleaning the floor, as we said, they would do that on Shabbat as well, and then they would go home with their, with their korban to, to roast it. Halakha Yudchet Shechitat ha-Pesach uzrika dama u-mikhuy kirava v'ekter halava v'dokhin et ha-Shabbat The slaughtering of the Pesach, the throwing of the blood, the cleansing of the, of the entrails, and then the, the, the burning of them, All are superseded, Shabbat can be done, although they are melachot, they can be done on Shabbat itself. Because for all of them, the time is set, and doing it not on Shabbat would also mean not doing it on the time that was prescribed for them. And the Torah is very explicit that it should be done on its proper time. 
וחתיכת יבלתו בכלי אינה דוחקים את השבת שעד אפשר לעשות אותם כל השבת. However, there is some things like bringing the animal itself, uh, carrying it and, and preparing it, cutting its, its uh, certain things that are, that are uh, um, like dry skin, that's יבלתו. All of those things should not be done on Shabbat because they could have been done before Shabbat. They cannot be done on Shabbat, sorry. With respect to dry skin of the animal, if kalos, yabalto means kalos, if, if uh, the person forgot to cut it from before Shabbat, uh, and on Shabbat, if he's able to do so without the, the use of, of an instrument, of a knife or of something else, then he may do so on Shabbat itself with the hand. which is only forbidden with Rabbanan, she'en shevot, sorry, hotech, v'imaita yevesha, and if it was dry enough, it was really dry skin, it was really dead skin, kalos, that, that's really dead skin, hotecha afidu b'chli, then he can use even a, a knife or something else, she'en shevot b'mikdash kilal, because that would be only with Rabbanan, and it's not forbidden, as we said before, in Beit HaMikdash, to do things with Rabbanan on Shabbat. V'chen seliyato v'adachal kilava v'nanuchin t'ashabbat, Also, what, what comes after, which is the, the roasting of the korban and the, the washing of the, of the entrails or of the, of the limbs, sorry, those should also be done after Shabbat because they can't be done after Shabbat. There is no uh, requirement that they be done on the day preceding Pesach. Halakha yutet. Shachach velo yevi sakin lo yevi enna b'Shabbat, ella nutenah ben kavne akeves o besandro, ומקישו עד שמביאו לעזרה ומקדישו שם. ואף על פי שהוא מחמר בשבת, מחמר כלאחר יד הוא, ומפני המצווה מותר. If a person forgot to bring the knife, and each person will bring their own knife to do שחיטה, they wouldn't have lots of knives in בית המקדש available for public use, people would bring their own knife. So if a person forgot to bring their own knife on שבת, they should not carry it on שבת for קורבן פסח. Rather, They have the, they, what they could do, and this is something that in a very famous story of Hillel Azaken with Benevetera, a person is allowed to put the knife between the horns of the animal or somehow tied within the wool of the animal and then push the animal, prod the animal, ping it until it walks to where you want it to go, carrying with it the, the knife. And although doing so on Shabbat is forbidden with the Rabbanan to 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 prod an animal to walk with something that's called mehamer. Um, we are not saying that it's permitted because of Bet HaMikdash, because this is outside Bet HaMikdash, but Hachamim did not forbid it in this, in this instance because of the mitzvah. <laughs> Uh, now, as sort of like a review from the last treatise of Me'ila, this is all when the animal hasn't yet been consecrated for Korban. But if the animal has been consecrated for Korban, then I can't use it for my personal benefit, which includes, in this case, carrying my knife. <laughs> And now the implication of this is that the person may do so and then leave the consecrating of the Korban for later, right before the, the offering, which would be on the day of Shabbat. So is it so that one may consecrate an animal on Shabbat itself? 
So Hanambam says, yes, Hachamim permitted to consecrate an animal on Shabbat because it has a specific time, and so too on Yom Tov, there is no problem with doing the consecrating of the animal on Shabbat or on Yom Tov. Halacha Kaf, last halacha of the chapter. Hashochet ita pesach venimsa baralmu motelefa. Hare ze shochet aher ben bechol ben beshabbat afilu mea ze ahar ze shochet veolechat shiukshar echad oachet echshach veidahel asheni shehare anushu. When if someone does shechita of a korban of something. Um, for the purpose of Kurban Pesach, and it turns out that the animal is unfit, is invalid, or it became invalid through the Shechita, which could be even through uh, thoughts that, that were not the right thoughts for, for the Kurban, then the Halakha is that uh, whether it's Shabbat or Hol, this should be repeated as many times as necessary, so long as it's still daytime and it's permitted to, it's still the time for doing the Pesach. And uh, and if to the extent that um, there wasn't enough time to get one korban pesach right, then this person is not considered to have failed to to do korban pesach, but he falls within the category of those people that had an excuse, like we mentioned at the beginning, people who are very far from betamikdash, or or who or who are temeim, because he's anus, and therefore and therefore he also will do pesach sheni. ברוך הנאי לעולם, אמן ואמן.